Welcome to the Be Real podcast. I am your host, Diana Gasparoni. I am a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her programs. Along with my amazing co-hosts, Anisha Salisbury and Divya Robin, each week we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists from various disciplines and schools of thought, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We will give you tips and insights to taking the next steps, or if you have already gotten in the door, to go deeper. Each week, we are going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions, reminding you that you are not alone. Mental health is my passion. I practice what I preach. I know that the struggle is real. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content, leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together and look underneath the surface and get real. Hey there, and welcome to the Be Real podcast. I am your host, Diana Gasparoni, and this is our first for real, for real, for real, for real episode. And I'm super excited today because my amazing co-host, Nisha Salisbury, is going to be interviewing me. Nisha's here with me now. I'm just going to let her ask me some questions and give you a little, a little backstory about how we got here for Be Real. So I am super excited to be here and to be your ho- co-host. Um, so I've known you for many years, but the listeners don't know you yet, right? So no, they don't. <laughs> they have to get to know you. So I will have to do a really good job today of asking you some like amazing questions. So every time they tune in, they can feel like they know who Diana Gasparoni is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to do the best to answer the questions about me. See if I could talk about myself for a full hour. (laughs) Okay. So for me, I know that there are many parts of your life that we're going to touch on today. This may seem like a foolish question, right? Because you're a woman, but Mm -hmm. I think I need to start here. Why are the needs of women and girls so important to you? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, one, I think that uh, when I think about myself and I think about myself in the world, Having support by other women and being empowered by other women and having the opportunity to do the same is so important to me. As you know, Be Well Psychotherapy, where uh, we both work, is a female forward business. And I consider it a gift that I am able to have this opportunity to have women all together to support each other and really have a place where they can thrive. And that has always been something that has been in the forefront of my mind that we have groups of women together that are open and honest and talking about what's real and really supporting each other in a way that we're constantly picking each other up. And that's not always what what happens, but that is my my end all be all goal. You know, as a person who works for well psychotherapy. Um, I do appreciate having, well, being surrounded by women, by amazing women who, when I have a question, they're always there to answer it for me. Mm-hmm. And I also want to thank you for having a very diverse group 
of women. And I think for me as a black woman, that has been super important for me. Um, as one of the first therapists with you when you started, I knew that it was very important to you to have a diverse group of women. And we're not only diverse as far as ethnically, but also age-wise, right? So I, I appreciate that too. Um, <laughs> we do run a few generations and we are ethnic, ethnically diverse. Yes, also very important to me. You know, the young people keep me young. I love that. <laughs> they teach me how to work my Instagram. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, Divya's not here with us today, but as we know, I'm constantly just handing her my phone. Like, here you go. <laughs> like, I don't, yes, I, yeah, yes. And I had a conversation with one of our therapists the other day, Jamie, and she was saying something and I was like, you know, I don't know who that is. So let's just, let's just pretend that I do and we'll just keep moving. Like, I know she, that this performer is important to you and I have no idea who she is. So it's fun. It keeps you relevant. It keeps you in the know. It also helps you. The crossover helps us all help patients more too, because we are able to like be relevant and different, like what's happen happening and um, my cohort of people and what's happening in a cohort of college age or uh, between 20 and 30, like it's a very different, it's a very different experience. And I like to be able to be at least informed <laughs> about what's going on, even if I don't understand it completely, at least informed. Yeah. So I, I think that you've done an amazing job with the women that you've chosen um, and how you actually in some ways push to, for us to work together us to go to brunch together, you know, to have activities together. So I, I feel like I'm really getting to know the women that I work with. And I don't want to call them my coworkers because I think that they are so much more than that. I want to thank you for that. I'm happy that you're part of it and that we can enjoy it together. It's awesome. Okay. So we've talked a little about, you know, the importance of girls and women's and the needs of them. I think it's also important for the listeners to have a better understanding of how you got here. Can we talk more about the mind-body connection and its importance to you? Because I think that that tells the story of how we got here. Um, I'll give you a little backstory on this half of my career, because I think that when I've had like multiple careers over time, but when I started, when I went back to college, um, it was I was in my 30s late 20s, early 30s. And I was a yoga teacher and a college student at the same time. And I was studying psych and I had just started, we could go back a little bit even further, right? Like, <laughs> we could, let, let's take it back a little bit further. I ended up in therapy and on a yoga mat in the same week. So in that experience, the two have always been linked for me. And I've been able to find connections in both disciplines over the course of time that I've been practicing both. So I've not been out of therapy since then. And I've not given up my yoga mat since then. And I find that the overlap and what happens in the body and what is happening in the mind are very significant. You have to be able to um, see where see where the body is holding the both the negative and the positive feelings, and also be able to look at the mind and how the mind is affecting your day to day and what's happening. That has been my personal journey. I want to be able to bring more information about that to the world and that it is it is not all one or the other. As I mentioned, I was a yoga teacher for quite some time and I taught yoga while I was in undergraduate and in graduate school. When I went into private practice, I tried at first to do both together and they don't there is a strong separation, but there is a connection. Like I couldn't do both. Like I couldn't teach yoga and touch my patients and like 
get all over them and then <laughs> be like in the way that yoga teachers are like it didn't really make any sense so I definitely chose a more psychoanalytic path and moved into the office because I found that that deep work just suited my personality more that that was where I was going to be the most effective and not not that I wasn't loving being a yoga teacher because it's really fun and you get to wear yoga clothes every day um, <laughs> but that I would be able to make more of an impact this way and that's how that all came to be. And now with this platform with Be Real, we're going to have the opportunity to, to talk with other professionals besides myself and get the message out into the world about what it is like and talk to doctors and talk to other wellness professionals and talk to other psychotherapists and really be able to bring as much information as we can out into the world so that we can people can carve out their own way because it might not be my way. My way is not my way, the highway, but there's definitely so many paths to mental wellness. And I want to touch as many people as I can with as much information to spark curiosity and get people thinking and growing and shifting and changing. So that's how we ended up here. So when you talk about mental wellness, uh, why don't you tell the listeners what are the things that you do to, you know, ensure that you are mentally well? I mean, first and foremost, I have been in my own treatment since I started. And by treatment, I mean, I'm in my own therapy every week and have been and would not stop that. I think that that is something like we're always growing. We're always evolving. There's always something to talk about. And if something's working, why would you stop is the first like if this is if this is in place in your life and it's working and I don't view being in therapy as a codependent relationship. I view it as a relationship that helps me live my life in a very positive and open and fulfilling way. So for me, I would always go. And I also think professionally that you should always be in treatment because it helps you to really be able to know what's going on with you as opposed to know and being able to look and see what's going on your patient and keep you guys separate. So that's the other professional reason why I stay. I have a regular yoga practice and meditation practice, which my meditation practice can sometimes fall off a little bit, but okay. I try definitely every morning to sit for about 10 minutes and I'm still on the mat regularly. And you know, I have a fairly healthy diet and I'm also as open and communicative with my partner and the people around me as I can. So I think all of those things, and I'm sure there's more, keep me mentally well. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like diet, exercise, therapy, good friends. An open partner. I have a dog. <laughs> but those things, I mean, if you need unconditional love, get a dog. Like all of those things fall into place. But there are also things that like if I look back to where I was when I started and the decisions that I'm making now, like all the things that I've put into place and the way that it has helped me get here, I would say I consider myself fairly mentally. No, I consider myself mentally well. <laughs> I do. And that like I've learned how to handle and navigate anxiety and neurosis in a different way. And I probably without all the things that I put in place been able to do that. So as I listen to that, you basically practice what you preach, which I think is really important. Oh, yeah, girl. I practice <laughs> what I preach. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. I do. You know, it's it's so you can't, but if you don't do the things, then you can't really, it's hard to sell it. And it's also hard, hard to, I mean, you can't sell something that you don't believe in. Right. 
right? And not that therapy is not that I'm selling therapy. That's not what I'm doing. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't even suggest it if I didn't believe in it. Well, you know, it's interesting because as a therapist who does therapy, that's one thing, right? But for you to now have decided to be a host of a podcast to talk about it in a different way. What led you to want to talk about therapy and talk about mental wellness in a different way, not just in the room with your clients or at a dinner party with friends, right? But like maybe bring it to the masses a little bit more. Great question. I do see that there's a really, there's a big rise in vibration around taking care of your mental health. But what it, what is it? Like when we talk about mental health, what is it? What like, is it the thought, like how to look at the thoughts in your mind? When do you think it's time to go to therapy? What are some of the stigmas behind going to therapy? How long do you have to be in therapy? My intention is to really be able to connect with as many people answer as many wellness questions as we can and then help people if they haven't already go make that appointment get in the room create that relationship see the change in their life or maybe we're going to be talking to people that have already done it and it's like let's oh this sparks some curiosity let's go a little bit deeper let's see like there's always another level that we can touch what's the resistance and why aren't we touching that and where is it in our lives that's holding us back. And like, even this podcast, like (laughs) you and I talking about putting it out in the world, like that's a big step. Like we're going to put it out in the world. And what does that mean? But it's another part of myself that I just wanted to like, check it out and see. And I think that with, and I know that we talked about that. You asked me this question at the beginning when you asked about women and empowering women. And I think this podcast is not specifically for women at all. I want to be able to get the message out to as many people, men and women. But when you educate women, you educate the world. So what, which is my belief, if we get people listening and somebody is listening and she's a woman and she has a man listen or vice versa, but like, and so that is, I want, I just, I think that the needs and the and the information around mental health. And when we talk about it, even just mental health makes people go, woof. I like, uh. <laughs> it seems like there's so many question marks around it. Cause I think there's a lot that people are not aware of. Right. They don't know. Yeah. And what is, and, P, and it's like, I should be, I should, I should be able to do this. I should be able to take care of it. Like I should be able to think this through. And there's so much help. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I think as I listened to you, what I thought about was just connection. And so the importance of connection. So you, um, as a therapist, you know, as someone who practices yoga, practicing yoga, there's that connection that you have with the mind and the body. As a therapist, there's this connection with like, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And I think that this podcast is just another extension of connecting for you, you know, just trying to connect um, all of this knowledge that you have and this message that you have with various people in the world. What is it about the importance of connection? You know, that kind of resonates with you. Well, even though this podcast is, it is just that it's a podcast, but, and so it is another form of technology. You have to listen to it on your phone, but it is, it's a voice. It's not a text message. Mm -hmm. It is a way to connect to people. I think that when we are thinking about connection now and finding language and looking at how we talk to one another or how we don't talk to one another or how separate we are with just the way that technology is separating us and how and what that's like. I mean, you for me, the most important 
moments in my life or when I'm with another person and experiencing that and being able to be in the room with another person, with a group of people and being able to be open and take in what I can and be able to reflect back. I mean, I've done a lot of group work as well as a lot of individual work and that in that group work, I've been able to really explore how to creatively use emotional language so that I can feel heard and also allow uh, and have room for other people to be seen and heard in my life. I want to be able to share that in a way that is accessible and digestible, right? Like we can't do group work on a pro- on a podcast, but we can, <laughs> um, but we can uh, give nuggets on like emotional communication and how how to just get started. Yeah, you know, I, I think that for me, connection has been just so important for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that my connection to you actually. Our relationship, you know, you were my first supervisor when I was in social work school. Maybe you guys don't know that. Um, <laughs> so, so we've been yes. together for a very, very long time. It's so so when I walked into her it's office. It's been a wonderful <laughs> journey, Nisha, a wonderful journey. Tell them about when you walked into my office. <laughs> so the first day I walked into her office, she was actually my second possible um, internship, right? The first one just did not work out. So I was like, okay, here we are again. Let's see. You know, I go downtown. She has like this great office and I'm just like, who is this woman? So I walk in totally unsure of myself because who told me that I could be someone's therapist and a social worker, but I was like, I can do this. And I too was in my uh, 30s when Mm -hmm. I started social work. So as I always tell you that we we had lived a life (laughs) before we came to social work. We had lived a life. It's It's true. So, you know, when I, when I walked in, um, yes, I was, um, a bit apprehensive. I was a little nervous, but, um, you ensured me that it would work out. And the funny thing is, is that you continue to ensure me that things will work out and they have. (laughs) So (laughs) I just don't know if you have an understanding of how powerful the connection that you give to others, right? And I say give it because you allow yourself to be connected with other people. And I think that's the thing about connection is about allowing yourself to be connected. Because I think that- supposed to make me cry this morning. <laughs> <laughs> our first, our first taping. We're supposed to be upbeat and getting people, but I mean, that is, being connected to you is amazing. So it's also easy. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. So I, I think for the listeners, I would want them to have an understanding of how connection plays such a huge part in all that you do. And so this podcast is just another extension of you connecting with others and maybe allowing others to connect with other people in their lives, right? By listening to some of the things that we talk about and how we're going to have like these amazing guests, maybe it'll help them connect with others through the message in some right. way. Which is just so powerful and so incredible to think about, right? Like we see so many people and, you know, it'd be well, we see there's 15 of us, we're growing and we like, we each have a full caseload and that's happening and the ripple effect of all the people that we're working with and they're talking to their people and changing those relationships and those lives. And then we have our Be Her Teen program, my little baby passion project. (laughs) 
where, you know, we're in a high school and we meet and our interns get to work with those girls and like raise up that vibration and those girls and their emotional communication and how that changes just how they, they are day to day, just like what that's like for them to have that space where they can have feel safe talking about anything in a group and then also have the one-on-one with our with our staff in the high school. And then we have our Be Her Facilitator program where we're (laughs) training other therapists to be able to do this work and bring it out into the world and like still create groups and bring this information. And um, if we can be, if I can be part of that type of movement where people are really growing and moving and shifting and changing, I'm honored. I'm thrilled and honored to be part of something that is that powerful. And so that's what Be Real is going to do. It's going to make little shifts, just little ripples. So that, you know, well, my thought was that we talked about when I initially met you. And so everyone will know when I initially met Diana, she just had a private practice. It was just her. (laughs) Yes, it was just me and my ivory tower. (laughs) And that's what she would call it, her ivory tower. So it was just you. So talk to the listeners about um, how did you make the decision to create Be Well? Oh, Be Well has gone through so, uh, has gotten to be Be Well through so many (laughs) incarnations. So um, it started, let's see, my originally, well, my, no, let's start here. We're going to start here. We're going to we're going to start with I was working as an working for an organization as the director of social services and I created an intern program because I was like, "Oh my goodness, why aren't we connecting with the kids when they're in school?" Like I don't understand. So I got an intern and number 1, she's going to listen. Hey Cassie. Um she called herself number 1. It was also like the opening season of Grey's Anatomy to tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> so Sandra O oh was calling herself number 1 to Dr. Bailey. And so Cassie uh was in a school and she was working with a cohort of kids in the school during the week and then she would work with them on the weekends. And then from Cassie there were more and then there were more and then I was transitioning out of that position and the last year that I was transitioning out of that position, there was Gianna. (laughs) Gianna. (laughs) There was Gianna. And Gianna was a spectacular intern. And she said to me, I want to be in private practice. And I was like, okay. And she's like, but I think I need to be hired by an LCSW. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So from there, we figured out how to, together, she and I figured out the next steps. And then it just went through many incarnations and all of the entrepreneurial side of opening a private, of a group practice and watching that grow. And that was something in itself. I turned, I got the right, I got the key and the right lock. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Turned it. And I was like, Oh, I got it. I got it. Now over the past couple of years, we've really, I really laid the groundwork so that we can grow and continue to grow. And what that's going to be like for us is going to, we're just going to have, we'll have more therapists, but we'll also be able to have this podcast and have the training program, the be her training program and be able to really expand and that's how that happened. It was very, it was really, it was kind of, it was all trial and error until it finally paid itself off. And then I also had great people. I mean, you stuck with me while I was trying to figure this, figure it out. You were like, I'm hanging in. And I'm like, okay. 
And when you know that people are hanging in and they have like the same passion for your mission and they want to watch, they want to be part of something that's growing and thriving, then it's motivating. I want to make sure that everybody has a place to work every day where they feel comfortable and safe and that they feel supported. And that is really special to me. And that in in turn with the work that we do, I mean, it's just, it's, it, I, then I lose words. Like we do, we do a little, it's almost like a little, little bit of magic every day. The interesting thing is, is that, like you said, we have about 15 clinicians at this point. Mm-hmm. So for you, what is it about developing other therapists that intrigues you? Because that's what you do. You develop therapists. Um, <laughs> I guess that is what I do. Uh, I, I like, it gives me, I don't even know how to answer the question. So we have um, watching people shift and change and be able to grow into who they are and who they were meant to be is, it's like with the patients and the therapist, it's like two sides of one coin. Right. So I get to see therapists really mature and support and become amazing people. And then in turn, they're doing the same with their with their caseloads. So holding that space for the therapist to be able to create a space for their their own caseload. And then again, it's the ripple effect, like whatever I can do to support that is just so there's just so much in so much pleasure is the only word I can think of. And just like in watching it, I mean, just if I use you as an example, cause you are here and you are <laughs> one of my favorite examples, it's, you had that moment where you were in school and you were like, I don't know, I, Diana, what, I, how am I going to do this? And I'm like, I know you could do it. Like, I just knew, I just knew you could do it. And then now we're in a situation where at BYL, you have now moved into a supervisory role. And I see the strides that you're taking and what you're doing and how you're working with your therapist and how your therapists are working with their patients and how that is all working. And that, and that seeing that support and seeing us support each other, it's, I mean, who doesn't want it? I, it would, I, it's a shame if no one wanted to see that. <laughs> like if they didn't, if they didn't want to be part of that. So now you're going to have a bunch of people out here who are in private practice say, okay, wait, maybe I should have a group. <laughs> what? Maybe I should bring out all of these amazing therapists and develop them. Maybe. Um, I mean, maybe. they might, it's not for the weak of heart for sure. No, I mean, not at it all. Is, it is definitely, it, you are a container for a lot and you have it. I mean, the business side is the business side is the business side. You have to be able to like sit and talk to the payroll company and like all all the things, the tenants, the rent, the building managers, like all the different things, all the, all the things. If you want to do all the other things, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, ah. but it is, um, if, yeah, I mean, I, I, if somebody wanted to talk to me about it, I would be willing to talk about it. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> I'm not a business coach by any stretch of the imagination. I am a coached business person okay. so, um, for sure. And uh, I use definitely use the support of others to take on that, that role. 
And that would be something that I, that would be the only thing that I would suggest is that like you do, once you start growing and building and growing and building like that, then you have to find other ways to support yourself. I mean, I got coaches and supervisors and supervisors (laughs) and analysts. There is a team, a whole community of people. Yes, it is not easy. I mean, it's not easy. It's, and then you have to build your team, right? There's a team that has to, that you have to trust and have to take care of. And like, I've gone through accountants and attorneys and all, yes. And now all the things I have, all the team is in place. And we can just like a well oiled machine right now. A little bit, but I mean, you know, like behind us on our team is, uh, we'll give a little shout out to Barbara because Barbara is our practice manager. Hey, Barb. And um, (laughs) she does take care of all of us. So she does make it, she does make it so that I can do a lot. Yes. You know, one of those things, like I am nothing without the team, right? I am nothing without the team. I'm nothing. There's not a chance. You guys do a lot of the work. So do you want to tell the listeners um, a little bit about what they can expect from the podcast? (laughs) A little bit more of us, for sure. Information, thought-provoking information that will expand your thoughts and hopefully spark some curiosity. Um, I was recently in a supervision group and my long, 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 long time analyst who said, the key to mental health is to be able to expand your thoughts. And I was like, right. So to be curious, I mean, even when anybody, when you listen to a podcast, you already know that you're being, you're curious about something, right? right. So like you've, you've seen a topic you want to know, like you pick up a book, you see a topic you want to know, but this is like, you can also like with us, you're going to be able to like hop in the Facebook group and ask us questions and we're going to respond back. And I'm going to like, really, I've started to really look at like who we're going to come and like, I got a wish list of people that we're going to talk to. I got, I got the people that we're going to talk to. And then like, like really digging and finding people that are interesting, thought provoking, connecting whatever they do back to their mental health, uh, how they did it, what their journey was, authors, doctors, Eastern and Western. I mean, I'm a big fan of Eastern medicine and Eastern thought. So I want to make sure that we see the alternative side. But um, also, like in the past couple of years, I've sort of like swung back a little bit more to the Western side. I think that's (laughs) an age thing, by the way. I think like you're like, I should probably like check things out on that side. And then um, authors, thought leaders, change makers, wellness practitioners, like conversations. We're going to have real conversations. We're going to find out a little bit more about the people, but also what they think is their or what their path was to mental wellness and where they think their stumbling blocks are, where their resistances are, what that's what it's going to be. Real conversations with real people talking about real things in that it will all be leading back towards a role, the road to mental wellness. And I don't want to dismiss that we won't, we will be talking about diagnoses and real, real mental health issues. I know that right now we're talking about like, it feels like mainstream people, not mainstream. And I'm general, general. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not actually a hundred percent sure how to, phrase that, but not to um, dismiss that there is real mental mental illness and to talk about it. We will talk about it. We will talk about depression and anxiety in a different way and what that different approaches on how to handle that and 
have the steps to get into treatment and different types of treatment as well. So we will, um, we'll definitely have real conversations and also real clinical conversations and tips. We'll give tips and ideas and thoughts. You know, people love tips. People <laughs> love tips. They do. I love them. <laughs> I love tips. I want to like, I get all of those newsletters every day. Like, okay. That it give me like little tips on like, do this today. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I like facial tips. Like, what to do? <laughs> what mask to wear today? That sort of thing. But yes, tips. Okay. So it sounds like um, the listeners have a lot to look forward to. Well, yes, they do, Anisha. Yes, I'm super excited. <laughs> I, you know, listen, I've I've never done a podcast before. This is also new for you. So it I, I think it's going to be an exciting journey. I know. And I am, always, as always, I'm excited that I threw something out there. And it was like, hey, Anisha, we're going to do a podcast. Let's do it. And you like 24 hours later came back. It's like, I thought about it. And I was like, oh, right. She had to think about it. <laughs> Wait, but then five days later, she's like, oh, we're taping on this day. I'm like, wow, things move very fast with Diana. That, that, that's one thing that the listeners should know. When you have a thought, a behavior comes right after it. Um, and you're off to the races at that point. So Yes, it's part of my one mental my mental wellness journey is I don't let things fester. If it sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And let's see what happens. All we can do is try and throw it out there. Let's just do it. Okay. All right. So we're deciding that um, whenever we end the podcast, we're going to end it with a couple of funny questions. So to, yeah, we're going to end it with two questions. Now I know that we're playing two around questions. with this and, <laughs> and we've, there's definitely been some feedback already. <laughs> perhaps, oh. <laughs> perhaps this isn't going to be the question, but you can ask me anyway. <laughs> okay. Have you ever dined and dashed at a restaurant? Anisha, I was a waitress. <laughs> I was a waitress forever. I would never dine and dash ever. No, not even before your waitress days. I was a waitress when I was 13 years old. My parents oh owned my a God. diner. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been in the service industry for a very long time. <laughs> I have been in the service industry for a very long time. Yes. Yes, I have. And no, I've never dined and dashed. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> have you yes <laughs> you have <laughs> yes. it was um an outdoor restaurant uh we were sitting outside eating the car was parked like right next to the table and the waiter was super slow we were waiting and waiting for him to come back and it just became a point where it was like I'm ready to go and I didn't have cash, right? Like I had a credit card and I was literally maybe 20 years old. So it wasn't too bad, I guess. I still could have been arrested, right? And had a record, but I was about 20 years old. It still is like a really funny story to the people that I was with that day. I mean, it goes down as one of our best stories. I gotta tell you. Oh my goodness. Cause okay. it was hard to get out the parking spot and it was like, we thought we were gonna get caught. It was amazing. That was pre-therapy, Anisha. But <laughs> the new Anisha, the post-therapy Anisha, would have had the patience to wait for <laughs> to come. I mean, for the waitress to come. Ther therapy, therapy has helped me with my patience. With not just myself, but also with others. Okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. My second question. You're just going to ask me the 90s jam question? No. Okay. What's your favorite 80s jam? Oh, girl, now we're going way back. Come on down. Um, okay. I mean, my favorite 80s jam was Madonna. Anything Madonna did. <laughs> Anything Madonna. I mean, it was probably like a virgin. Okay. I think it came out my, la- my senior year in high school. If you guys can see Diana right now, like she's dancing. I mean, the in shoulders the front seat of the Chevette, by the way, if y'all know, can remember what a Chevette is, which I doubt. So <laughs> I, I think my mother had a Chevette. <laughs> okay. So I think then that is our end note right there. <laughs> Nisha's mother and I were driving the same car. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> And I think we're good. I think people know what we're going to do. Yes. And I thank you so much to all the listeners who are listening right now. Yes. Thank you so much. And I am really looking forward to bringing you more, more content, more amazing information and um, to getting to know everybody. Okay. All right. Let's keep it real. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.